welcome back to Tuesday at Dobbs's. Thank you as always everyone for getting in touch, sharing your thoughts and opinions. The best place to do so, comment section below. And if you've got a longer story, you can email hi at tuesdayatdobbs.com. This week's episode, without me specifically going in this direction, will take a direction of frugal, cost-focused motoring. To keep in tune with what's going on in the world at the moment, this seems to be the angle that most people have gone down over the past week with your comments and thoughts. I begin with a couple of inputs that sum up the situation for a lot of people at the moment. The cost of living. This is from Bib the Boulder. I sold my weekend car three months ago in the face of obscene running costs. Likewise, I'm reducing my holidays to one abroad and three at home per year. If things keep going up like this, I will end up with a tent camping. It is no laughing matter. From 903 Lou, I've taken up camping again with the boy and I tell you what, I think we both enjoy having breakfast in the forest more than we did lying on a beach far far away. Now that will set the tone for the rest of this episode and it leads me perfectly on to the mighty Royal Enfield Himalayan because it's rare that I've had so many people in one week get in touch recommending or showing excitement for one specific model of bike. Royal Enfield have recently debuted this bike and I think it will come out imminently. It's to replace the 440cc Himalayan that came out in 2018 or so and that was a bike I've ridden for probably 2,000 miles or so in total. I love the original Himalayan. It's brilliant, simple, old-school biking. You can travel the world with it but it's genuinely brilliant off-road and it's the kind of bike that you can drop it on its side, you can scratch it, it gets biffed up and it doesn't matter. You can just laugh and pick it up again. It's fantastic. But the one slight problem with it was that 22 horsepower engine was seriously asthmatic. But look how things have changed. It's now got a six-speed gearbox, it's liquid-cooled, it will have 40 horsepower, and prices will start for the brand new Himalayan at 5.7K, and they'll go all the way up to the top of the range, to the heady heights, 6,300 pounds. Now, I've been lucky enough to be sent the, the blurb from Royal Enfield about this bike, and I'll try and include some of the press videos as I discuss it. The Royal Enfield Himalayan, I begin. Evolving from first-time riders to seasoned high-altitude explorers. Discovering worlds we've never seen. Discovering ourselves. There is no predictable path on this journey. There was no one machine designed for this journey. Until now. Only everything you need. The all-new Himalayan is an extension of that, taking everything that was great about the original and building on it. Nothing has been added without necessity. There are no features included simply to satisfy the keyboard warriors. The new Himalayan is about purpose, simplicity, efficiency, just like the original, but more. Okay, I'm sold. It looks like everything that 
I was hoping would be added to the original to make the Mark II version of the bike a phenomenal success. I really believe this will be massive. You know, someone mentioned to me, just going off at a tangent, when I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that I, I worked at Porsche as a mechanic's apprentice, and they said, Freddie, Freddie, come on, you worked at Porsche and you can't even pronounce it right. It's Porsche. And then I thought, I have heard people calling it Porsche before. Is that actually correct? So I went onto Porsche's website and Porsche actually have a specific web page where they lay out how to pronounce Porsche because so many people get it wrong. And it's true, I've been pronouncing Porsche wrong my whole life. It is in fact Porsche. Even Porsche confirmed this. And similarly with Himalayan, I was recently brought up on this. Someone said to me, Freddie, it's not Himalayan, it's Himalayan. So I now have to get into my mind that I've been saying Royal Enfield Himalayan wrong. It's actually Himalayan. I don't exactly know why this is. I just know it's true. It's a bit like the Moto Guzzi. There was a 60-year-old owner. He contacted me about six months ago and he said, Freddie, why do you insist on calling Moto Guzzi Moto Guzzi? It's Moto Guzzi. And I explained to him, no, it's not, because two Zs in Italian is pronounced T-S, Guzzi. And I said to him, do you say I would like a pizza? No, you say I would like a pizza. So you're picking one rule for the word pizza and you're picking another rule for the word Moto Guzzi. So I have to get into my mind, it's the Royal Enfield Himalayan, which I can't lie, it does sound slightly weird to me still, but I'll get used to it. Carrying on with Royal Enfield's theme and the Himalayan, this is from Tim. Freddie, I have just taken to a massive decision to change out my 2010 Ducati Multistrada 1200S for the all new Royal Enfield 452 Himalayan that I take delivery on March 2024. Now this is fascinating. Okay, Tim, so you can now order your Himalayan and deliveries will start on the 1st of March. You've answered the question I had in my mind. When do deliveries begin? I continue, the reason is I have just returned from a ride through history tour and in France and Spain. And I did have a few moments with the weight of the bike. I'm 65 years old. So to be able to carry on riding the new Himalayan is the answer. I cannot wait to do my first tour before going to the ABR festival at the end of June. The problem, the trade price on the Ducati was ridiculous. So what would you recommend the best place to put it for the best price? The Multistrada has full service history, has done 18,000 miles, had it Desmo serviced at 15,000 miles, has full touring pack, regards Tim. Tim, I honestly think you've got in, or you've done a good job getting in quickly with these Himalayans. I think there could be a waiting list for these, they'll be so popular. With regards to selling your bike, Auto Trader and Facebook Marketplace. Tim, Facebook Marketplace, it works, I promise you. My dad is a convert to Facebook Marketplace. He's very similar age to you. 
And the last thing he sold on there was a lawnmower and his BMW 3 Series that was about six years old. Both of them sold without any real issue. All you have to look out for, Tim, these are the only tips. Put your, your Ducati on Facebook Marketplace. People will contact you and initially about 80% will be fraudsters. If someone says, I want to pay you now for the Ducati without even seeing it, just ignore them and block them. If someone says they need to pay you with PayPal because they don't have a bank account, ignore them and block them. It's surprisingly easy to find the genuine potential buyers over the fraudsters. But if it sounds too weird, i.e. someone offering to give you money before they've met you, just block them. Don't even entertain them. Good luck, Tim. Good luck. I move on to Adam. I needed a winter bike and any classic dirt bike is three to five thousand pounds. So I went to eBay and I bought a brand new 411 Himalayan, no, Himalayan for £4,000 from Potteries Motorcycles. The point is, I now have cheap winter slash summer motorcycling with no or less breakdown worries and three years warranty and no MOTs to worry about. And the insurance is £100. Adam, you bought a brand new Himalayan for £4,000. And you're completely right. It is stress-free motoring at that price. It's pretty much the same price as 15-year-old bikes. It is phenomenal value. Cannot go wrong with that. And green laning off-roading on a Himalayan. It's just so fun. I've done it quite a bit in the past and I loved it. I have never had so much fun off-roading than I have on a Himalayan. Oh, it's, it's superb. Moving on. Finance. This is really important. I almost brushed over this, but this comes from Rob in the US. Freddie, there is a fantastic 0% deal on Triumph finance rates on the new 1200 speed twin from Triumph. Happy holidays, Rob. Let's open this up, Rob. I'm on the US Triumph site right now. And there is 0% on the Speed 1200. But even if we look at, if we look at the Speedmaster models in the US, for example, finance as low as 1.99% across the Bobber model, Speedmaster, T100 and T120, well, that's 3.99%. So that got me thinking, how important is it looking at finance how much of a decision or an input into our decision should it be when we see the finance rates available? For complete, what shall I say, to be completely fair and level-headed, because I am a big Royal Enfield fan, but if I look, for example, at Royal Enfields and I click on the Super Meteor 650, well, this is a £7,000 bike. But if I look at the finance options available on the Super Meteor, the base price is £7,300. But Royal Enfield only have a rate of 9.8%. I say only as in it's a bad way. Very high rates of finance. So if I buy a Super Meteor 
for 7.3k and I buy it from Royal Enfield, that means at the end of my term, I will have paid £9,200. Almost an extra £2,000 in interest. So in essence, assuming I have to take finance out on it, it's no longer a £7,300 bike, it's a £9,200 bike. Makes a big difference. Look at Kawasaki, for example, at the moment. They currently have 0% finance on some of their models. And this makes a huge difference. So I can look at Kawasaki, 0% finance on their Vulcans, the Cafe Tora Vulcan, the Ninja 400, the Z400, the Versus 650, even the, the Z750. Huge range of bikes they've got 0% on. Mutt motorcycles as well. They currently have 0% APR across a number of their bikes. But this is where Harley-Davidson doesn't quite help themselves out. Because if I wanted the, the entry level into the big Harley-Davidsons, the Harley-Davidson Softail Standard, it's a beautiful bike, one of my favourites in the lineup. Elegant, stripped back, timeless classic. I've never ridden it, but I know it would be brilliant. This has an on-the-road price of £14,000 sterling. But Harley-Davidson have an APR of 10.9%. So not only are Harley-Davidson's expensive bikes, but they have one of the highest rates of interest available. So if I go out and I buy a Harley-Davidson Softail Standard for £14,727, by the end of my term on Harley Finance, I would have paid £18,300. That is about £3,700 in interest. Huge. I move on. Lamp post bikes. This is from Sherkan in Germany. Freddie, you motivated me to create a small choice with links of motorcycles that, in my opinion, would never become collector's items. These are the so-called student donkeys, ugly ducklings, or lamppost bikes, which can provide riders on a tight budget a way of getting from A to B and maybe even further. Okay, sure, you sent me a a very good list of five or six bikes here, but there's one I picked out because it's not a bike that I've, I've ever really, really seriously considered before. And it's not a bike that I think I've ever mentioned on the channel. The Suzuki GSX 750. This is an unassuming bike in a lot of ways, but have a listen to this, MCN have said it's the 1997 to 2000 model and they've reviewed it as three out of five. So nothing remarkable there, but the owner's reliability rating is 4.2 out of five and interestingly, owners rate these bikes at 4.6 out of five. So I've gone on to Facebook Marketplace and I found very easily a 2000 model Suzuki GSX 750 for £1,649. And this is the absolute truth. When I'm looking at this bike, I think it's a, a perfectly good looking thing. A lot of me thinks this is just as good looking as some of the 
the 70s classics that are now going up to 10, 12,000 pounds. So in my eyes, when I look at this, I think I get almost all of the looks from those old classic bikes, but I get the value and the relative reliability of a bike that is really just focused on being a, a winter a winter dash from work and back. It's a very, very simple commuter bike, but it's a 750cc Suzuki, stripped back, circular headlamp, and I think it looks absolutely lovely. I'll read a bit of this advert, 34,000 miles, all the paperwork to back it up, V5 logbook to hand, MOT until May 2024, new battery, new rentals, chain and sprocket kit less than 500 miles old. I could go on and on and on. This is a very genuine bike, priced at £1,649 or very near offer. So let's say we could get that bike for £1,500 and it's an 85 horsepower Suzuki, so it will go on and on, and it's got more than enough horsepower for everything, and it looks great. Shurkan, that's a brilliant, brilliant shout. Moving on. Basic, cheap, old school off-roading. From Chris. Freddie, my opinion is that people now want small CC classic bikes, especially in the classic British bike market. My friends and I can't afford to put a high price on the most collectible bikes, but we can afford Bantams, Francis Barnett's and other small two-stroke bikes. With the bike style going to off-road, people want small bikes to convert into trials, or trails, to convert into trials bikes. So when people see me and my friends get off our bikes, people are often a bit surprised when we all pull up and we're 30 years old and pulling up on something that the older gentlemen remember going to work on 40 years ago. Well, I've got something, Chris, that follows up perfectly from this, from John, who very possibly could have been going to work on one of these bikes 40 years ago. I begin, Freddie, just for fun, a little light off-roading. 1994 GN250, pictured, rescued 25 years ago, work is still ongoing. I bought this as a scrapper, made to run and then used to visit many, many jumble sales to pick up bits and pieces for its conversion, which is still underway. I could never afford the cost of a newish trail bike, so needs must. Now 78 years old, I only go out when the temperature touches 15 Celsius, but a little light green laning and tootling around the back roads and country lanes is still as great as it always was. On to MASH motorcycles. This is with regards to the conversation I had last week, where someone said to me, Freddie, have you seen the, the new MASH motorbikes or the MASH motorbikes on the website? These are really good value, retro looking bikes. They've got a good range of bikes and they've got bigger engines than they've had before. So you can buy a 650cc engine and a beautiful looking bike for a great price. And I asked if anyone had any experience with, with MASH motorcycles and I did not get much feedback on this. I think because they're still relatively very rare in the UK, but I did get two. The first is from William. Freddie, pictured, 
This is a MASH 500 that I just walked past here in Naples, where I currently am. Looks great in real life. William, William, thank you for sharing that. So the road in Italy, how are they in the UK? This is from Steve, Freddie, with regards to MASH motorcycles. As a brand, I've had motorcycles all my life. So my son, who is now 16, was keen to get into riding for his commute to his new job as an HV mechanic slash apprentice. After looking long and hard, he decided on the MASH 50. Great looking learner bike. Reliability, unfortunately, has been terrible, as is the build quality. I'm a mechanic, so we do all of the maintenance ourselves, but... If this wasn't the fact, I think the bike would have spent more time in the garage getting repaired than on the road. Look, you get what you pay for, and as soon as he turns 17, it will be a 125 from one of the big four Japanese brands. Cheers, Steve. Ah, oh, Steve, that's a shame. You know, I got contacted by a member of the MASH team after watching last week's podcast episode and they offered me to test one of their bikes out. So I will definitely take them up on that. So it's very kind of them, more than happy for me to take one of their bikes and try them out. So I'm really, really curious, how does a bike priced at this level actually, actually perform? How is it using it on a daily, daily basis at this low price point? Steve, William, thank you very much. I move on. What are you all riding? Freddie and Monica, we've just returned from a wonderful week. Pictures attached. Don't make me daydream too much, John. We've just returned from a wonderful week staying at the bungalow at Tenerife on Triumph. We also took out two bikes for three of those days. Else fell in love with the speed twin that you rode and I really enjoyed both the black and grey Bonneville T120s. John and Else in Kent. On to Remy in the Netherlands. Freddie, sad to say that I don't have my motorcycle or I don't have any motorcycle stories yet as I'm still getting my license. So for now, the only thing I can do is get overexcited and make grandiose plans. For example, I have my eye on a practically brand new Royal Enfield Hamalian for an incredible price. I've got this screenshot, Remy, that you've put up here. 2,950 euros for, okay, a five-year-old Hamalian with 1,500 kilometers on the clock in Italy. So it really is, in essence, new. It's only just run in. I continue. The problem is that it's being sold in Italy. 1,700 kilometers away. In the future, would I be a complete fool to travel to Italy by plane, purchase it, and ride it all the way back home to the Netherlands? Yeah, Remy, that is madness. Utter, utter madness. I mean, for most people, I'm sure that would be stupidity, but I really think, I really strongly think you should go for it. Because if you did that journey, Remy, you flew down to Italy, picked up a Royal Enfield and rode it all the way back. That would be the most beautiful entry point into biking. It would be an adventure you would never forget and 
For the rest of your life, that Himalayan would always hold a connection, a story to tell. I cannot think of any better way to introduce yourself to biking than doing that. Just thinking about that, I'm, I'm envious with the thought of it. It sounds brilliant. You did get me thinking, Remy. The current Himalayan, this is the soon to be outgoing model. In the UK, it's £4,900 sterling. But now we know the, the new model's coming out. So how much can we pick up the original Himalayan? Himalayan. How much can we pick one up for? I found the same year as yours, Remy. And it's really interesting seeing vehicles from different countries. You can get in the UK a 2018 Himalayan with 24,000 miles on the clock, so much more than what you found, but it's 2,000 pounds. Himalayans are now, Himalayans are now 2,000 pounds. Oh, it's hard. It's hard to turn that down at that price. Remy, let me know. If you end up doing that trip, send me pics, keep me posted, and good luck with the license. I move on to Dave. Freddie egged on by my 22-year-old son. I found myself a few weeks ago doing my CBT. I wanted a retro scrambler look, and not wanting to spend a lot, I thought a Lexmoto Tempest through Facebook would be the perfect place to start. The deal couldn't have been smoother, and I did a bit of due diligence using Car Vertical. Attached is a retro pick of my retro bike at a retro garage in Brixworth, Northamptonshire. I've called him Lenny, the Lexmoto. He looks friendly. Dave, I, I love that as well. That must be a rare thing, getting brought into biking by your son. It's almost always the other way around. So welcome, Dave, to the world of biking. Lenny, welcome. Moving on. Okay. I've got, uh, I've got a, f a bit of correcting of myself here. Because last week, I believe it was Max. Max messaged in and said he was looking for two bikes for £20,000, but he wanted to buy new bikes. I suggested the Speedmaster and the new Honda Transalp, but Max was slightly on the shorter side. If I remember, I think five foot seven. And I was picked up a couple of times that actually the Transalp seat height isn't that low. So maybe Max should be looking elsewhere for the adventure bike of the group. So one cruiser, one adventure. I've got a couple of bits of insight here. The first is from Adi. Freddie, for Max, I would suggest the Royal Enfield Super Meteor for the cruiser, that's 7,000 pounds, and the CF Moto MT800 for the adventure bike. That would give him around seven or 6,000 pounds to go touring or buy some gear with. Okay, AD, let me open this up. CF Moto 800 MT touring. 9,200 pounds plus 7,000 pounds for the Super Meteor. Okay, that's about 4,000 pounds left over. That's assuming he'd go for the touring version. And MCN rate the CF Moto, Chinese built, CF Moto 800 MT touring, came out 2022. They rate it four out of five. 
owner's ratings, 4.5 out of 5. That is a bike with 90 horsepower, a weight of 231 kilos, and in this touring setup, you're good to go. It's got all of the panniers set up. That's it. £9,000. It's a very, very good deal for such a bike. I continue with 80. And with regards to... Ah, okay. Okay, I remember reading this. This is a really interesting insight, AD. With regards to the live wire, fascinating here, going under as a company not doing well. Harley-Davidson will be following them fairly soon afterwards. I've been watching the audience at Motorcycle Live UK and EICMA on YouTube, and all of the young people have been flocking to the small 125 and 250cc bikes, and Harley don't make anything like that. As a retired product designer, I would have started years ago with bikes that young riders like and want, but Harley have their heads too far up their own asses and just didn't market research properly, if at all. You can tell they're not a progressive company just by the products they produce. As such, I will look forward to hearing of their eventual downfall. Moving on to 14 Biscuits. This is for Max still. Two bikes for 20k. Max might want to hang off buying the Benelli. Get ready for this, Max, because about five people said exactly the same. I purely picked one person, so I don't repeat it. But this got a lot of backup at this point. Max might want to hang off buying the new Benelli or the Benelli until the new Royal Enfield Himalayan comes out. Seems to be getting a decent write-up and might be a good fit for the adventure bike for him and free up good funds for the cruiser, depending on how aggressively Royal Enfield priced the Himalayan. I move on. Bike of the week. Freddy attached. Pictures are of my latest restoration of a 1976 Honda CB750F. And here it is, my forever bike. A 1999 Triumph Thunderbird Sport. The Triumph is one of the most underrated retros, in my opinion. Liquid-cooled triple engine, putting out... 82 horsepower, dual front disc brakes, adjustable suspension and hydraulic clutch, not to mention it was manufactured at the Hinkley factory in England. A potential future classic or maybe lost to obscurity. Cheers from California, Nick. Nick, it's probably been about four months or so since I've mentioned one of these, but these are highly regarded bikes in the circles. You can get the Thunderbird or the more powerful Thunderbird Sport. Funnily enough, talking of America, I'm sure Matthew McConaughey has the Thunderbird Sport. I'm sure I've seen a picture of him on it. They're, they're lovely bikes. They've got all of the classic looks of a Bonneville and they were made in England. And that, that has value to it, being, I believe, the first of the, the new breed of modern classics that came out when Triumph relaunched themselves, I believe. Tell me if I'm wrong on that one. But it's, it ticks all of the boxes. They're lovely looking things. Yet I can find one here. In fact, before I tell you what I can find, let me just give you an overview and then I'll tell you what I can find. Triumph Thunderbird 900. This is encompassing the Thunderbird 900 and the Sport variant. 
They were made from 1993 to 2003, so that is 10 years. The basic model is 70 horsepower, and the more powerful one is 82 horsepower. MCN give it a rating of 4 out of 5, owner's rating 4.3 out of 5. It's got a weight of 220 kilos. What have I found for Bike of the Week? A beautiful, and I really, really mean this, really beautiful, Triumph Thunderbird Sport 2000 model year, so 23 years old. It's £3,450. Such a good deal. They cannot stay this cheap forever, surely. Let me quickly read this to wrap it up. The description. Triumph Thunderbird Sport. Drives great. Comes with seat, screen and headlamp cowl. Ah, okay, that makes sense. I thought they were advertising the fact that there was a seat on it. Comes with seat, screen and headlamp cowl. See photos attached. I will put a new MOT on the bike next week. Bike has some slight corrosion as expected for a 23-year-old machine. On the whole, good condition for the age. Thanks for looking. Three and a half K, and that's come down in price from £3,750. And we're coming into winter. Can you get that bike for £3,200? I think that is totally, totally unbeatable. And we'll wrap it up there. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening and watching this week's episode. Have a brilliant week all. I'll speak to you all in the next one.